Hello, everyone. My name is Wendy Myers. Thank you so much for listening to the Live to 110 podcast and tuning in today. Um, today, we're going to be talking about a very important subject, which is how to properly remove mercury fillings. And a lot of clients ask me, should I remove my fillings? Uh, yes, uh, mercury is the most toxic metal known to man that's naturally occurring, uh, causes a lot of different health symptoms, over a hundred different symptoms, uh, health conditions, headaches, migraines, chronic fatigue, and it's the most common uh, toxicity um, I, among my clients among uh, many other detox practitioners' clients, mercury is the most common metal found. And everyone has some amount of this in their body. Really hard to avoid. Um, it's in most fish, except the little fish like sardines and herring and anchovies. You know, they don't live long enough to accumulate much mercury. Um, but it's also in mercury fillings. Um, it's in uh, still in many vaccines today. And we breathe it in, in the air through cold burning. And frighteningly enough, from crematoriums uh, in the cities, uh, you know, they're peppered with crematoriums that are burning bodies. And the mercury in those bodies and the mercury fillings in those bodies are burnt and then released into the air and we breathe it in. Uh, that is why it's uh, the most common toxicity today. So, Listen up, uh, you do need to detox mercury from your body. So uh, let's talk a little bit about um, our guest today. Uh, Dr. Bill Gleros is uh, coming on the podcast, and he is a biological dentist in Houston, Texas. And he's going to be talking about why mercury is so dangerous, why the ADA and the American Dental Association and the FDA uh, the and don't protect us from mercury. The FDA is the uh, Food and Drug Administration. <laughs> Having some brain fog right now, <laughs> and how you can find a mercury safe dentist, a biological dentist, to get your mercury fillings properly removed so they don't poison you. Um, but before we get into all that, uh, just want to let you know that this program is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. The Live to 110 podcast is solely informational in nature, so please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in any treatment that we suggest today on the show. So our guest, Dr. Bill Gleros, has been practicing dentistry in Houston since receiving his degree as a doctor of dental surgery in 1974 at the Baylor College of Dentistry. He also holds a bachelor's in psychology from Southern Methodist University. Over the past 13 years, Dr. Gleros has made 10 week-long medical dental mission trips to Guatemala, sponsored by Faith and Practice, and serving with a core of friends and colleagues, and it's always the highlight of his year. And his leadership has made Dr. Glarus a highly respected figure in the field of biological dentistry. In 2013, he was honored to accept an invitation to be interviewed by leading natural health expert and integrative physician, Dr. Joseph Mercola. Every year, he has a, a week of safe dentistry, biological dentistry, to inform uh, consumers about the dangers of mercury and mercury amalgam fillings. Uh, Dr. Glarus was born in West Laco and uh, raised in Houston, Texas. 
Dr. Gloros has been married to Joanne, his wife, uh, the one who has worked in this office for 30 years, or actually longer. She's worked there since 1970. And they're the very proud parents of three adult children and four grandchildren. Dr. Glares, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your background? I'm from Houston, Texas. I went to Southern Methodist University and got a degree in psychology. I um, was trying to figure out a career path, and I looked at my dad, who was a dentist. He loved his work. He did great work. He provided for us well. I thought, that's for me. So I went to Baylor Dental College and I graduated from there. Okay, great. Yeah, and so we're going to talk about mercury fillings. Uh, so <clears throat> why don't we just start with the basics. What exactly is in a mercury filling? A mercury filling is an amalgamation, a mixture of silver, copper, tin, and zinc, and mercury. 50% mercury, 50% the other five elements, or the four elements, pardon me. It's been used in this country for 150 years as a filling material because compared to what they, they had back then, it worked great. It lasted a long time, relatively easy to put in place, and was affordable. Those features are still the features today that people use mercury fillings, but a difference now is that we have a, a lot of choices of different types of restorations short of crowns, filling materials that actually work very, very well. So it's been used for a long time in this country, and the, um, the, the users of it have a lot of support, and we'll be talking about that as we go through the interview. Yeah, and so what is the difference between a mercury <clears throat> filling and a silver filling? Nothing. The figure is just a name. And it's a name that, that the American Dental Association has said, gosh, let's don't, call, let's don't call it a mercury filling. That would unnecessarily scare people or, or make them uncomfortable. And I'm going, yeah, because they're smart. I think they had, there was a Zagat poll or somebody that, that figured out that 90% of Americans do not know about mercury and mercury fillings from their dentists. It's from other sources if they know at all. So most people don't know, and a mercury filling, a metal filling, and a malagum filling, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. It's a mercury filling. Our patients will tell us, my dentist told me he doesn't place mercury fillings. He places silver fillings. <laughs> it's deceptive. It's, it's misrepresentation. Yeah, and most dentists today will put a mercury filling in you if you allow them, especially if you're looking to have, you know, uh, cheaper dental work done, which a lot of people are. So what are dental students being taught about mercury fillings in dental school? Well, one thing that is my understanding that half the dentists in the country in the United States no longer place mercury fillings. So we call those people mercury-free. When in, uh, in October of 1984, our receptionist came to me and said, you didn't place a mercury filling this month. And I said, great, I quit. That day I became mercury free. I didn't have the term there. But I just knew I was never going to place another one. Beyond mercury free is a statement of mercury safe. 
And when we get down to some other details, we can talk about that. But um, please, uh, in dental schools, I think that was your question, yeah? Yes, yeah. So, you know, uh, what are dental students being taught about mercury in the dental schools? The same thing they were taught 100 years ago. It's okay. They said for 100 years, it... The mercury is solid. The mercury is held in that filling material. You combine it with those other elements and the, and the vapors no longer released. That's, it wasn't true ever. And it's been 40 years, <clears throat> excuse me, 40 years that there's been an instrument that can measure that. It's used by OSHA and anybody, all federal agencies, and any personal agency that wants to keep track of mercury vapor levels, it's called a Jerome Mercury Vapor Analyzer. I looked it up today. It's been around for 35 years in its current form. It's a great instrument. When we, I bought one, I used one from a dental supplier or in a dental meeting that I was attending. Not an ADA dental meeting, but one of our group. And we used it over and over. People would, uh, with mercury fillings, uh, we would check the mercury vapor level in their mouth, and it would be low, maybe 20, 30, uh, 25, 30 uh, <clears throat> micrograms per meter, cubic meter. We'd give them gum to chew, and after two minutes of chewing gum, we would take the gum out and put the meter in, and it would peg the meter. I mean, it would, it would close the factory if that was on the floor of the factory. Wow. So it's not a secret anymore. It hasn't been for 40 years. However, the American Dental Association has still supported the concept that they're safe for people. Yeah, and why is that? How can all the dental schools in this country and the American Dental Association teach the techniques and support the use of mercury fillings. I just, I don't understand. And I'm with you. They, um, I tried to give them some, some slack here and I thought, well, and they were founded in, uh, in 1859 under the principle that mercury fillings were okay. So I could think, well, they're being true to their founding principles. But there's abundant evidence that this most toxic metal is coming out of them, and that's not a defensible position anymore. Sometimes people say, follow the cash. Where's the money? I'm not a real student of this, but I, can, I can't find, or just, I can't find a, a path. The American Dental Association did have um, a patent on the copper high copper mercury filling, which was more expensive than the others. I used that for the first 10 years because it was the best. And I could polish it, which makes the mercury come out faster than ever. It was a horrible plan, but I used it. They had the patent on that, and maybe that's how they fund the lobby fund that they have, which is very rich. I used to think, Maybe they're just protecting dentists. As long as they keep that position, the dentists who are using this material would not be exposed the same. 
<clears throat> so in California, about in, 20, in the 80s, a man was suing his dentist, the dental supply company that provided the materials, and the American Dental Association. I thought, okay, here's a chance. The ADA is going to back up this dentist. The first thing the ADA did was go to the judge and say, hey, we're just a dental, we're just a, they call it themselves. We have nothing to do. We're just an organ, a trade organization. We don't have anything to do with what the dentist buys or places in his patient's mouth. And so they got out of the suit. So I have no understanding why that's the case. Even crazier is, what's the FDA doing? Um, and that, I had a chance in 2011 to speak to uh, the FDA Commissioner of, of, of Materials, and that was a guy named Jeffrey Sherman. And I got to uh, present my case, and I was... I'd like to read some of that, if I may. Yes, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I definitely want to know what what's their state of responsibility to protect the American public. <laughs> what's Like, what are they doing? Well, first of all, you got to send a knife. I'm honored and excited to be before you to speak to people in a position to alter the health of our nation. <laughs> uh, there's a war going on in this country. It could not be considered a civil war. Civil, yes, because it's social, national, and public. Non-civil, because it's non-polite, non-civilized, non-courteous, non-gracious. It's obvious victims are unborn children and their pregnant moms, school-age children, and women of all childbearing age. Its victims include people of any age with a compromised immune system, people with environmental sensitivities, and most economically disadvantaged people who get murky fillings or nothing. So I was charged up. Uh, the FDA in 2006 gathered a panel of experts. I called this to their attention in case they forgot. At that meeting of experts, 13 of the 20 recommended restricting the use of murky fillings for pregnant women and children. We know that the warning was even put on their FDA consumer website. We don't know why the warning was removed. Within a year, and how they reconcluded that murky fillings were safe again, but they just did it. In 2010, they did it again. So we had our people there taking notes about the same discussions. The conclusions they came to after that meeting <clears throat> were preposterous, but that was that was what they did. Now I'm not going to get into this total political event here, but the head of the FDA, the whole FDA, was employed by a dental company, a, a dental supply company and medical supplies who sold more mercury filling materials to the United States and European dentists than any company in the world. 
She was the president of this company. Her job after this, head of the FDA. Mm -hmm. She said, I will recuse myself from this. She sold her stock. She didn't sell her stock options. So it's just, if that doesn't stink the worst, um, there's lots of things I can go into here. But why don't I say that uh, I've chosen the high ground here. Um, the FDA is not going to save us right now. There's some, there's some work that's being done by a friend of ours, Charlie Brown, who will, uh, who if I have a chance, I'll talk to him about later. But uh, the FDA is not going to protect us. Yeah, and we, have, we have to educate people. We have to educate our patients. Mm-hmm. We have to tell the truth. And there was a time when there was a bigger risk at that in Texas because the state boards were all over you. All of us who've been doing this a long time have been subject to that. They are not so actively trying to stop it anymore. I wonder how many of them still place them. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, um, at this, and on this, my naivety again at this meeting, I said with the FDA, let's start with honest labeling. Follow that with standard, truthful, informed consent. And third, we need to protect the most vulnerable. Nothing. I sent him a letter two months later. Hey, remember me? I'm the guy that nothing. He's still in charge. So yeah, it's a yeah. sad state of affairs. It's a very common story, very common scenario that uh, money talks uh, with the FDA, and the, they're supposed to protect the public, but they protect the interests of the companies who pay them. Uh, so it's a sad state of affairs. So let's talk about mercury toxicity. Um, this is the number one to- metal toxicity. Um, and what are some of the, the symptoms and, and dangers of mercury toxicity? First, I want to commend you. I read you had some nine-page article about mercury toxicity, sources, okay. and detox. And I loved it. In there, you said, Account, you had a page and a half of the symptoms that people had, and I uh, accounted them. There was like 104. <laughs> yeah. And then I was reading a, a, a book, getting ready for this uh, a presentation. This guy, uh, McGuire, The Poison in Your Teeth, mm-hmm. he's talking about, he said, there's over 100 symptoms. Yeah, well, I think I was only able to, I didn't list all of them. I mean, there's certainly many, many, many more, but, you know. What what we see is um, people will talk about a brain fog. So, well, we know that mercury crosses the blood-brain barrier. We know it crosses the placental barrier. We know that it's... We already know how toxic it is, the most toxic material naturally occurring on the whole planet. There's no safe, there's no level, oh, well, that'll be okay, that'll be okay. It's not safe. And so, once again, we have to get off of, why aren't they telling us that? And the symptoms can be, very often, the neurological symptoms. Often people get their mercury fillings removed, get detoxed, and they go, 
our brain fog went away. It's a common term. They didn't know that it's used often. Um, with chronic exposure to mercury fillings, it can affect the oxygen carrying capacity of the blood. A red blood cell has four binding sites on it, sulfur binding sites, and it holds oxygen and carries oxygen through the body. And, and uh, mercury loves sulfur binding sites too, so often it appears that the mercury filling jumps on the red blood cell, kicks off two oxygens. You've got two oxygens and two mercury molecules going around the body. People look at, if you look at the blood chemistries of some people that are totally without energy, like they used to be and full of energy, and their red blood counts are like double what we would expect from, for them. Well, if there's two mercuries on there and not four, that would explain why their body needs, the body's always trying to do the right thing, I believe. And we can get in the way of that. Uh, so a lot of these people will get the mercury fillings out of their mouth and we'll get a good detox program, get out of their body and their blood count and their uh, red blood count goes back to normal but their energy level is good. Yeah. So that's one of the factors that it does. Um, there's a, a chemist, Boyd Haley, who was the head of the chemistry department for 10 years at the University of Kentucky. And he has so much evidence showing that mercury fillings or mercury vapors from whatever source can cause us the symptom of Alzheimer's disease but he's been shut down on being able to get funding for anybody. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Sad. Man. He's genius. Um, it's interesting. Uh, mercury can uh, make intestinal bacteria resistant or immune uh, to mercury, and therefore it becomes uh, makes them <clears throat> resistant to antibiotic and antifungal treatments. So often people will have a candida problem and they'll be going to the physician trying to get rid of it, trying to get rid of it, no success. What do we know about candida? We know that in the body, the bacteria in the gut methylates mercury, which is more toxic. Candida demethylates mercury. It's a friend. Once again, the body is doing exactly what it needs to do in our highest interest. So we have often found that patients can get the mercury out of their mouth, out of their teeth, detox, get out of their bodies, and then the candida, the same protocol that never worked before, works with ease because the candida is finished with a good work. Mm -hmm. um, it's 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 just sad um, that we can't do anything better than we're doing right now. Yeah, um, and I know you could go on and on and on about the the symptoms that mercury toxicity causes. Well, I mean, headaches, pain syndromes. I mean, mean, just... Yeah, and so as a dentist, I have to be very careful. We have patients call every week and talk to Joanne, who's my wife, who... <coughs> excuse me. Who... Uh, 
He's worked in our office for, we've worked together for 30 years doing this stuff together. And people will call her and say, call the office and get Joanne. Well, can you, I want him to tell me if this is causing my health problems. And she'll say, gosh, I wish he could tell you that. I wish he was licensed to. But he can't. He's not licensed to. And if somebody gets an understanding that he's diagnosing medical symptoms and treating them, he'll lose his ability to practice dentistry. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, very careful. Appropriately, because I don't, like people come in and they're often working with somebody like you, <clears throat> working with a physician, a naturopathic doctor, a acupuncturist, nutritionist. They have a trust in you, and they're going to follow your protocols. There's so many ways to do it, and it doesn't seem critical exactly which way. Some people say, oh, don't start any detox until all the mercury's out. Other people say, oh, my gosh, you got to start the detox and get it ready. You get out, you know, it works on both sides. It works both ways. So people would like to know, and understandably, but we just, for medical legal reasons, which is very critical, unfortunately, these days, we tell them that we will help. We know the protocols. And, uh, and that's what we do. We follow those protocols. Yeah, I mean, the research is well established. I mean, you don't even have to diagnose someone. Um, reader or listeners can go on PubMed and go um, on other places. There's hundreds, if not thousands, <clears throat> of research studies on the toxicity of mercury beyond proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. Um, so, Dr. Gleros, can someone call your office and get information or an appointment to find out if they have problems with mercury toxicity? Not, not if they have problems with mercury toxicity. Mm -hmm. They can call. If they're ready to get their mercury fillings out, they will call us often, and they might not be anywhere near us in the country, but they know from some of the other things they've seen that we're a source to contact. And that's where it gets critical for the patient. You have to get educated. You know, it's not a so easy a thing that you have a, um, that you can just call a hotline because there's two organizations, the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology and the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine. Big names. Yeah. But, um, those two groups, and I'm a member of both because I want to support any group that, that doesn't like mercury fillings. Um, so there might not be anybody that's, that's, all you have to do is be a member to do that. To join, you're a member of those organizations. People have to get educated so when they call the office, they're interviewing the office. They have to look at the website. If they don't have to. It's a good idea to look at the website. If you want to go to a mercury safe dentist, then you got to, there ought to be something on his website about, or her website, about mercury toxicity. Something about protocols that they follow. So our, our patients, you'll love this. This is how smart our patients are. We had a lady whose mother was going to come in Tuesday for 
remember on the monthly fellow. She called on the weekend before. <clears throat> she said, my mom's filling came out. I said, what'd you do? She said, well, I put gloves on and I took the filling and I put it in a baggie and I sealed the baggie. Then I put the baggie in a glass jar, filled it with water and sealed it. She said, how'd I do? Teasingly, I said, oh, pretty good. She said, pretty good? What do you mean? What could I have done? I said, well, you could have put it in the only safe place. You could have put it back in her mouth. She got it. She laughed. It was fun. But that's, that's not untypical of how educated <clears throat> my patients are. Mm-hmm. They know. And, you know, consumers are getting better, and the Internet has made open the world up appropriately. So that's one thing. you got to get smart. And then uh, you can get on my website for a list of questions to ask. Um, biologicaldentist.com is my website. And on the home page, on the right-hand side, is questions to ask of your mercury toxic or mercury free mercury safe dentist. Mm-hmm. Those there's a there's a list of, of, of issues there that somebody would have would follow and it's best to ask those questions as open ended questions rather than saying, Does your dentist use mercury fillings? What kind of filling materials does your dentist use? Ah Rather than saying, does he use a dental dam and protect the patient's nose? And then you need to ask the question open-ended. Um, tell me what kind of protection your dentist uses for the patient. Those kinds. So you got to know some of the answers. You have to be prepared also for them to ask you after a few questions. So what are you looking for? The patient is looking for a dentist who will follow, who knows the protocols and is committed to following them strictly. So what are the protocols? There's, if there's, I can break dentistry into three categories. One would be a, a general dentist. General dentist places and removes mercury fillings the same way he was learned in dental. He was taught in dental school. Excuse me. Same way that he learned it there, or she learned it there. Because half the dentists now are women who go to dental school. At least half. <clears throat> in my class, we had one woman who was a PhD in anatomy, and 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 there was a, and 130 guys. Now it's 50-50. Women and men. Sometimes more women than men. I think that's terrific. And um, I forgot what I was going with that. <laughs> so, um, so when someone's looking to have their mercury fillings removed, um, can any dentist remove fillings? And what exactly should you be looking for? I know you said ask these questions, um, but can anyone just can you just go to like a regular dentist that's not a biological dentist to have your mercury fillings removed? All dentists can remove fillings and do, but everybody doesn't do it the same. So a general dentist with no training, no education beyond middle school, will do exactly what he did in middle school or she did in middle school. 
and that is scary. They've got a room of 15 dental chairs and 15 dental students, and they're taking out mercury fillings with no support at all for the patient, for toxicity. The dentists are themselves getting sick or exposed to it, and the planet is getting up. Is, is, they don't have traps on the. On the I'm going to talk about those each of those things if I may. Yes. Beyond the general dentist who's going to do it like he did or she did in dental school, there's a mercury-free dentist. So, in uh, 1984, when my receptionist said, you didn't place a mercury filling this month, I said, great, I quit. I became mercury-free that day. That's good. It's a good start. It has nothing to do with mercury safe. I didn't know any protocols. Patients would come and say, you know the protocol. And I go, not really, but I'll find them. I'll learn them. So it takes learning the protocol. So if we can take somebody who said, I'm mercury-free, the second category of dentist after general. I'm mercury-free. I don't place those fillings anymore. Great. That doctor needs to be encouraged, but don't go to him because He's not taking any safety precautions for the people, the planet, or the personnel. His own staff, himself. I'm not sure why dentists exceed all professions in suicide and divorce, but that seems to be the case. Yeah, probably because they're so toxic. (laughs) And as a group, even the ADA has done studies that that suggest the dentists and dental personnel have higher mercury levels in their body than another, other groups, but yeah. none concerned enough to do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. Not, it's not surprising at all. Uh, yeah. and, and then there's a lot of dentists that say they won't do mercury, but they're put in gold fillings. And can you talk about some of the problems with that? Well, and there's a, I like gold restorations compared to any other metal that's out there. More people handle gold better than nickel. Gold got super expensive um, right after I got out of dental school. Not related to my getting out, but only at that time, only uh, you couldn't have gold. You couldn't have gold. Gold citizens couldn't. And gold cost $35 an ounce. It's only skyrocketing. And through the years, went up to $1,300. So they started using alternatives to gold, and those were nickel based alloys, titanium, things that not, were, didn't compare to the compatibility of gold. People didn't want to show gold, it could be covered with ceramic. I don't use any metals anymore, I haven't for years. It's um, there's a when you mix metals in when you mix metals in any any environment, then you have an electrolyte like saliva, and the interactivity, the galvanic reaction, can can cause some people horrible toothaches with the similar metals. So going back a little bit to the mercury mercury safe dentist. 
his identity is going to be mercury free and some plague doesn't place it but when he takes it out of people's mouths he follows a strict protocol to protect the patient <clears throat> the beginning level would be um, someone who is mercury free someone who protects the patient Ideally, with the nose piece that covers their nose and not just a cannula that sticks up with two little straws. But that protects the patient's breathing. Wrap around glasses, covers their eyes. Dental dam, best if it's not a rubber dam, but non latex. Saliva injector underneath that to pick up the vapors that might get through. Two high volume suctions on the outside. Or a single suction, they call the snuffleupagus, a big suction that, that can be used. The patient is draped to their knees. We now cover their face with a towel, make sure they're comfortable with that being on them. I haven't had anybody who's not been comfortable enough to have that on during the 10 or 15 minutes it took to get the mercury fillings out. Um, the patient, it's ideal when, they, when they're on a detox plan with trace minerals and <clears throat> mercury is sneaky. Well, okay, I'm, I'm not mixed myself up. Um, so you're on a detox plan. So working with somebody like you who knows how to get it out, knows what the patient's symptoms are, that's critical. And that's just the protection of the patient. We started wearing about 20 years ago <clears throat> a mask. Covers my nose, covers my mouth. Has filters here that get replaced uh, when, they, when it's time to replace them. Some straps over my head, my loops with the, with the, with the spotlight. Um, I've never had a patient say, oh, well, What's all that stuff you're wearing? Why are you doing that? My assistant, every assistant has their own in my office and in tons of offices that are mercury safe. You got to protect the personnel. They have wraparound glasses. I have wraparound glasses. It's a critical element. And then you got to protect the planet. A dentist who's mercury free doesn't put new stuff in, but he is exposing his staff and his patient and himself to the vapors when it's being done. The, the suction system that picks up the particulate matter of the fillings is dumping straight into the public water supply system. Dentists have not been very good about volunteering to, to have that kind of system that, that picks that up. I heard about that system 30 years ago, and I've had one for 30 years. Changed offices, get a new system. I have a system that picks up all the mercury stuff that comes out of five treatment rooms and collects it. And once a year, sometimes twice a year, boom. <clears throat> We have the trap that goes in there and it's collected the mercury for that period of time. 
we're responsible. The dentist is responsible for that mercury affluence. We registered mail, not U.S. mail, but another carrier. Send that to a, to a company that is called Cradle to Grave. We mix it. We have we're responsible for it until we have a notice from a legally uh, trained company that they're going to dispose of it properly. Any dentist who's not placing it and taking it out and doesn't have a trap is creating that kind of problem for her. So and it's just, it's a, that's a start. Mm-hmm. Um, the building that we moved into, I was so excited because, oh, good look, they already have air conditioning here. Well, the insulation was on the inside of the ducts. I was advised that's not a good idea. So I had to do a whole new system for myself. Take out there and put the insulation on the outside so the air is running through only the duct stuff and not all the stuff that the, that the uh, insulation would have. Um, my cor- the, the corners, I don't have corners in my treatment rooms. It's rounded because mercury would get caught in the corners. Mm. Um, every chair, this is common in the best dental systems. Every unit, you have your own water supply, not the public water supply. We put ozonated water in there, and that's what we, when we spray water from the handpiece or, or whatever, it's, it's not the public water. <clears throat> those are, those are things that, that, um, another thing in that regard about a, a mercury safe dentist. We, we know we're taking out something that, for most people, it's just totally toxic to them. But if a patient has sensitivities, a history of allergies, or then, and for us, any patient, before we put a new restoration in their mouth, we're going to check the compatibility of it. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Like, how do you how do you check for compatibility? This really interesting concept of how you choose the right dental materials to put into a filling that works for the patient. That's amazing. Well, and some people, you know, they're, they're, they're great with everything. The test that I like the best that we use is called Meridian Stress Assessment, Electronic Acupuncture, or EAV, Electronic Acupuncture by Vol, a German physician dentist who figured out this system. But we have 12 different local anesthetics. The next section is bonding agents, and there's eight of those. Composite kinds of fillings, and there's, I have my favorites that are technically excellent, but sometimes I don't use what I like the best because they're more compatible with another one. All that I have listed are compatible, good materials. So if I have another dozen materials for composites, for metal, for everything, for a night guard, for an implant, although I don't do implants. Um, it's a way for it's a way for us to see what we're going to put in that they're going to best react to, or least react to when we decide. Some dentists like to do muscle testing, and they're very expert at that. And I'm comfortable with that. I just 
the block that technique for, for determining uh, compatibility. Um, there's uh, there's two companies, two, uh, Blanche Rubin and uh, Jess Clifford, each have a company that you draw blood, you send it to them, they do a serum test and check it against 500 elements to see what would cloud the serum. If it clouds the serum, then you don't use that material because it's in a middle product. I don't like that one so much, but I, but, but many do. Everybody doesn't have somebody that can do the ingredient stress assessment. But that is a way <clears throat> that you can, that a sensitive person can have more assurance that what they're going to have put in is going to be compatible for them. No promises, but certainly there's a lot of uh, detail and attention to that element. Do they put, uh, do some dentists put mercury or other metals in root canals? It is very common for a dentist to put mercury filling inside as a filling material, as a base for the root canal tooth, which is weaker. Uh, so, um, some, I'll, I'll get them. Yeah. It's not a good thing. It's not a good idea from my perspective to put mercury in anybody's mouth for any reason. They used to say, well, you can cover it with the gold crown because there's no mercury vapor. So they showed them studies of mercury fillings in teeth and the bone around the teeth and cadavers extracted, um, extracted the mercury filling and analyzed um, what, the, what the mercury level was in the bone around teeth that had mercury fillings. <clears throat> and there's a measurable amount. If there was a gold crown on top of the tooth, then there was like 50 times more mercury driving it into the bone. And the ADA said, well, 50 times nothing is nothing. <laughs> so that test doesn't mean anything. Once again, um, not going to get help from them. In the middle schools, they teach. My patients are shocked that they're still teaching the place for fillings in our city, in our state, you know, in three schools, they all do the same. Um, well, who, so, who's actively leading dentistry in the U.S. in the correct direction of, you know, eliminating mercury fillings? The two groups that I mentioned, the IBDM and the IOMT, are two groups that are very active in teaching dentists and qualifying dentists. They have, they have them take oral and uh, written tests to, to get to different levels to say, okay, I'm a certified dentist in this organization, which means you can join them and you send them the dues. But you can qualify yourself by saying, I need to know how to do the protocols. Whether they do it is a personal thing, and I'm sure that some people uh, would lie about it. But certainly, um, 
you can you can look at the website and see those things and get a feel for, for how that office is and how you now beyond that there's um there's a gentleman named Charlie Brown, like I mentioned earlier, who is the head of consumers for dental choice. And he spends every minute of every day working on this issue. There was a Minamata Bay conference in Japan, and they were going to go out to the people of to all the countries in the world and get their support to discontinue the use of rubber fillings. Well, the United States was the first person, the first country, to sign it, but the FDA didn't sign it. It wasn't they, they weren't part of the signing. So it was a little bit of a sham. Charlie Brown has just started a I'm gonna read this challenge, the FDA's no right to know policy. You have a right to know that every mercury filling is fifty percent mercury. Excuse me. He has a he has a petition here to notify people about the same things that I talked about to the FDA. Label stuff properly. Let people know. Let them decide. Um, I would encourage you to get on uh, consumersfordentalchoice.com and uh, participate in this petition because we can't, I mean, the government's not going to do it for us. We have to educate ourselves until so many people know that it's just, oh, it's like asbestos. Asbestos causes mesothelioma. Everybody knows it. Somebody gets diagnosed with mesothelioma and lung, lung disease, they're going to die, and they were exposed to mercury in some in their life. So, the attorneys just line up. When were you exposed to asbestos? We're going to help you out. We're going to get you some money. And it works every time. Mercury is so sneaky, it doesn't cause that, as we've talked. It uh, picks on people's genetic weak link. So we can't count on the mesothelioma kind of story, but like you have with asbestos, but we can count on one another and educating one another, making it just such a public awareness event that, uh, that, that there's, and we have alternatives. We never had, we didn't have alternatives the first 10 years I was placing them. We got some alternatives. I presented it in a different way. <clears throat> I used to say, now, I'm more interested in how long you last than the filling lasts. So that's why I'm recommending this one. Yes, yes. And I didn't lose very many patients who said, I want the one that, you know, they don't, people don't argue. Well, nobody in our nobody just argues to have it because they all decided. Um, I could, I'm, if, you, if I've been, I've been talking about mercury free, mercury safe, a term that, um, I was asked to write an article about what's biological dentistry. Um, 
if I could, I'd like to read the article that I wrote because it talks about and kind of summarizes the issues that we're talking about with Mercury. Uh, and our listeners are, are, and watchers are going to realize that they've learned uh, a whole lot of things about making decisions about it. <clears throat> What's a biological dentist? A biological dentist is a licensed dentist who uses the greatest elements and practices of conventional dentistry, who also has a great appreciation and gives consideration to the relationship of teeth and oral health to the body. Holistic. Some of the elements and practices of conventional dentistry used include many of the wonderful and effective dental materials. So we pick from the same pile that every dentist picks from. We just sometimes pick with a little help. The difference would be in a biological dental practice, the dental materials are tested. I know about that. Minimal use of metals, you know about that. 50% of the dentists don't place mercury fillings, you already know that. We call that mercury free and a good start. Um, what's mercury safe? We protect the planet, the patients, and the personnel. A practice concerned about mercury from mercury fillings, there's mercury trapping systems in the office to keep the mercury from being dumped into the public water supply. During removal of the filling, where caps, healthy air um, protection, modified removal techniques. Some of this is for dentists. Um, about the dental team protection. Um, that's some of the things that, that, um, that people hear the term biological. And once again, there's no, nobody gets to lock the depth. And this is what it means. This is what it means to me. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank well, you so much so for much coming on the show stuff. and sharing your long-term expertise on the dangers of mercury fillings and how to remove them properly. Because a, a lot of my clients come to me and have mercury fillings. And should I remove them? You know, they asked me, like, yes, you should remove them. They're probably contributing to health issues and symptoms that you have. And unfortunately, people end up going to conventional medical doctors and are given medications and really never, un, you know, addressing the underlying true cause of their fatigue and brain fog and serious health issues. And you, you really do need to look into removing your mercury fillings, in my opinion. With a mercury safe dentist. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's that, yeah, educate, but, but going, it might be better, but for some people, it's not better to have them out if, if it's not done in, a, in an organ, in, a, in the way that we've discussed. And uh, I, think, I think they'll be asking good questions. Do you advise people, like, if they have cancer or another serious illness like that, if they should remove the mercury fillings or wait until they're in remission or better? My patients are different than a lot. A lot of them come, wait, I, as a biological dentist, I don't, I don't like, I don't use mercury fillings in heaven. I don't much like root canals. 
or dead teeth. <clears throat> so patients come to me, they're pretty set on what they want to do. They want the mercury fillings out. I promise them nothing and I give them everything that we have about protection. Depending on I have people that will come and say, they're going to start, <coughs> excuse me, they're going to have surgery. And I'm going to schedule in three months, two months, whatever. I want to get everything taken care of. So we're going to look at the, what's on that? They got breast cancer. Teeth are associated with the body just like every bone in the body is connected, following the principles of acupuncture. So, <laughs> stomach and breast are on the first on the molar meridian, first and second molars. If they've got a rick and tooth and a breast cancer, same side, I, don't, I cannot promise anything. And if they want me to take that tooth out, I'm glad to take it out. So, it depends on where people are in their process. Um, but um, they need to be working with the dentist who's comfortable and understands that. Uh, and I'm with somebody who tells them a bunch of stories, oh, this is going to fix this and fix that. Um, but um, I just like to start with not putting it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm safely. And uh, what's your question? It's very good. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important. I mean, again, everyone is different. Um, it's just kind of every situation is different. Yes. And you need to work with a qualified biological dentist to determine your situation. Um, and I have a question I like to ask all of my guests. What do you think is the most pressing health issue in the world today? In the world, I don't know about the world. <clears throat> I know that in the United States, that we have, is in the, in the our statistics about how we take care of our newborn babies, we rank about 17th in the world in the safety and survival of newborn infants. Whatever that's involved, if that's about Vaccines that we vaccinate faster and more than anybody in the world. I don't know. We have the most expensive system in the world, but it's not protecting newborn babies. If you can't, if you can't start there, then, then you, um, I'm sorry if you don't have a job that, that requires that. But, um, yeah, when I first read that statistic, I was shocked. Uh, first read it in <laughs> Consumers Reports. And it's saddening because you think the United States, we have some of the best doctors and best health care yeah. in the world, and expensive. we don't. We do not. No. And I, when I say most expensive, I'm not ragging doctors, insurance companies, hospitals. There's a lot of people making a lot of money in this process. It's pharmaceutical companies. It's just that it's maddening. Yeah, it's all about money. Absolutely. And patents, Harvard Medical School and other schools own patents, make a lot of money, and they don't want anyone shaking up the status quo and bringing in new testing equipment and, and natural health, natural cures and whatnot, just not in their uh, plan. 
Um, so, Dr. Glaros, why don't you tell the listeners uh, where they can find you, learn, get more information about biological dentistry and how to remove mercury fillings correctly? I'm in contact both those two sides, IOMT and IBDM. And people can get on our website, biologicaldentist.com. And I got that website, let you know I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, I know. I thought, wow, you had to be one of the first people that got that. Yeah. had to get that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and and call the office and interview them. And, and your listeners, your watchers, are the kind of people that are educating themselves and not waiting <clears throat> for somebody to come down and and fix them. So it's, uh, I would think that it would be a, becoming a student and learning this, learning what to ask would be a natural outcome of, of your kind of people. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Glaros. That was very, very educational, very, very important information. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks. And listeners, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to live2110.com. And learn about my healing and detox program, mineralpower.com, where I can help you to detox mercury properly and safely. Thank you so much for listening to the Live to 110 podcast.